0: section four of enoch harden by alfred lord tennyson this librivox recording is in the public domain it chanced one evening annie's children longed to go with others nutting to the wood and annie would go with them then they begged for father philip as they called him too him like the working-bee in blossom dust blanched with his mill they found and saying to him come with us father philip he denied. But when the children plucked at him to go, he laughed, and yielded readily to their wish, for was not Annie with them, and they went. But after scaling half the weary down, just where the prone edge of the wood began to feather toward the hollow, all her force failed her, and sighing, Let me rest, she said. So Philip rested with her, well content while all the younger ones with jubilant cries broke from their elders and tumultuously down through the whitening hazels made a plunge to the bottom and dispersed and bent or broke the lithe reluctant boughs to tear away their tawny clusters crying to each other and calling here and there about the wood but philip sitting at her side forgot her presence and remembered one dark hour here in this wood when like a wounded life HE CREPT INTO THE SHADOW. AT LAST HE SAID, LIFTING HIS HONEST FOREHEAD, LISTEN, ANNIE, HOW MERRY THEY ARE DOWN YONDER IN THE WOOD. TIRED, ANNIE? FOR SHE DID NOT SPEAK A WORD. TIRED? BUT HER FACE HAD FALLEN UPON HER HANDS. AT WHICH, AS WITH A KIND OF ANGER IN HIM, THE SHIP WAS LOST, HE SAID. THE SHIP WAS LOST. NO MORE OF THAT. WHY SHOULD YOU KILL YOURSELF AND MAKE THEM ORPHANS QUITE? and annie said i thought not of it but i know not why their voices make me feel so solitary then philip coming somewhat closer spoke annie there is a thing upon my mind and it has been upon my mind so long that though i know not when it first came there i know that it will out at last oh annie it is beyond all hope against all chance that he who left you ten long years ago should still be living well then let me speak i grieve to see you poor and wanting help i cannot help you as i wish to do unless they say that women are so quick perhaps you know what i would have you know i wish you for my wife i fain would prove a father to your children i do think they love me as a father i am sure that i love them as if they were mine own And I believe, if you were fast my wife, that after all these sad uncertain years we might still be as happy as God grants to any of his creatures. Think upon it, for I am well to do, no kin, no care, no burthen, save my care for you and yours. And we have known each other all our lives, and I have loved you longer than you know. Then answered Annie. Tenderly she spoke. You have been as God's good angel in our house. God bless you for it. GOD REWARD YOU FOR IT, PHILIP, WITH SOMETHING HAPPIER THAN MYSELF. CAN ONE LOVE TWICE? CAN YOU BE EVER LOVED AS ENOCH WAS? WHAT IS IT THAT YOU ASK? I AM CONTENT, HE ANSWERED, TO BE LOVED A LITTLE AFTER ENOCH. OH, SHE CRIED, SCARED AS IT WERE, DEAR PHILIP, WAIT A WHILE, IF ENOCH COMES. BUT ENOCH WILL NOT COME. YET WAIT A YEAR, A YEAR IS NOT SO LONG surely i shall be wiser in a year oh wait a little philip sadly said "Annie, as i have waited all my life i well may wait a little nay she cried i am bound you have my promise in a year will you not bide your year as i bide mine and philip answered i will bide my year here both were mute till Philip, glancing up, beheld the dead flame of the fallen day pass from the Danish barrow overhead. Then, fearing night and chill for Annie, rose and sent his voice beneath him through the wood. Up came the children, laden with their spoil, then all descended to the port, and there at Annie's door he paused and gave his hand, saying gently, Annie, when I spoke to you, that was your hour of weakness. I was wrong. I am always bound to you, but you are free. Then Annie, weeping, answered, I am bound. She spoke, and in one moment, as it were, while yet she went about her household ways, even as she dwelt upon his latest words that he had loved her longer than she knew, that autumn into autumn flashed again, and there he stood once more before her face, claiming her promise. Is it a year? she asked yes if the nuts he said be ripe again come out and see but she she put him off so much to look to such a change a month give her a month she knew that she was bound a month no more then philip with his eyes full of that life-long hunger and his voice shaking a little like a drunkard's hand take your own time annie take your own time and annie could have wept for pity of him and yet she held him on delayingly with many a scarce believable excuse trying his truth and his long sufferance till half another year had slipped away by this the lazy gossips of the port abhorrent of a calculation crossed began to chafe as at a personal wrong some thought that philip did but trifle with her some that she but held off to draw him on and others laughed at her and philip too as simple folk that knew not their own minds and one in whom all evil fancies clung like serpent eggs together laughingly would hint at worse in either her own son was silent though he often looked his wish but evermore the daughter pressed upon her to wed the man so dear to all of them and lift the household out of poverty. And Philip's rosy face, contracting, grew careworn and wan. And all these things fell on her sharp as reproach. At last, one night it chanced that Annie could not sleep, but earnestly prayed for a sign My Enoch, is he gone? Then, compassed round by the blind wall of night, brooked not the expectant terror of her heart started from bed, and struck herself alight, then desperately seized the holy book, suddenly set it wide to find a sign, suddenly put her finger on the text, Under a palm tree. That was nothing to her, no meaning there. She closed the book and slept, when, lo, her enoch, sitting on a height, under a palm tree, over him, the sun. He is gone, she thought. He is happy. He is singing Hosanna in the highest. Yonder shines the sun of righteousness, And these be palms whereof the happy people strowing Cried Hosanna in the highest. Here she woke, resolved, Sent for him and said wildly to him, There is no reason why we should not wed. Then for God's sake, he answered, Both our sakes, so you will wed me. Let it be at once. End of section 4